0: Taste it and see of the sweetest of love when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence. sweetest of lives when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your prayer The love when my heart becomes free and my shame The glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us seek experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us seek experience the glory of your goodness yeah What our hearts long for, to be overcome by your prayer. My as always.
1: Hello everybody, great to be with you all again. Um, I'm sure you are all feeling like me with regards to this, that we would love to get back to some kind of context of real church. You know, this has worked for the season, but hey, we all know what it's like, or well, we've missed what it's like to gather together. I really want us to be in prayer over this next week uh, or two. I believe that our pre- president's going to make an announcement regards level one and the easing of restrictions with regards to lockdown. And uh, there's a group that have been fighting in the background and asking of in the background for you know religious groups that we can have at least 50% capacity into our halls. So we can fit a whole host of people into our halls with 50% capacity, but that will allow us to be able to have meetings again. And really are believing that the announcement that he's going to make this week is going to ease the restrictions and allowing us to be able to gather together as his people and then we will communicate with you in due time and roll it out and then be able to set a tone. I have really have felt for the last six, seven weeks that this September is a turning month, not only relying on government to give us what we need and what we believe is our right to be able to worship and be together, but it's, God is about a good thing and he's doing mighty things that you know, in preparation for all that he 's got in store for us, so this last little bit these last few weeks, I know for me particularly it 's required me to tap into the fruit of patience and really just trust God that you know we want to get back to what we are trusting for and believing and know is our right, and we will get to that at some stage, but we 've really had to just learn to wait and be patient and there 's a lot of talk in the background with churches and things happening and there's a lot of move that's taking place in September so stick it out hold it out we really believe that we are going to be able to get together and gather again soon so that's going to take place soon but we'll keep you in touch on our whatsapp list and let you know exactly um, what's happening but I also just want to commend everybody you know we've we've been in lockdown since it's the 28th or 29th of March you know that our lives have been turned upside down And no one knew, no one predicted, no one knew it was going to take place. It was just such a crazy time. And now there's a lot of reflecting on, you know, what's happened over this last six months. And it's been hectic for some of us. It really has. You know, in different contexts, we all understand that. I've said here a few times, it's been different for everybody. But we get into that point where it's, you know, things are starting to get back to this normal kind of lifestyle. But we've all been jaded and marked in different ways. And I, I just want to kind of, you know, commend firstly, you know, how we as a community and a church, as Bay City Church, you've responded regards finances. You know, we didn't know how things were going to play out. And I've mentioned to you a few weeks ago about your faithfulness, but I really just want to honor folks with their faithfulness into giving into this community, that you're believing in what we're doing here. Your hearts are invested. And honestly, we've had such And ease and uh, uh, the the pressure being off our finances through this time of lockdown, which is the exact opposite of how we all thought it would go. and that? But in that, I mean, I know with Errol and his team, they've also found such incredible blessing just being poured out upon them in in being able to help hundreds of families every month. And I just commend them again for the hard work and effort. Nothing just happens. It's been a lot of hard work and effort that they've put in. And, um, you know, we've, we've been able to, and I want you to know this, you know, because of your faithfulness, we as a community have really been able to be a blessing to many people. You know, and it's, and it's, it's, it's part of the sowing that you now, a part of your, your the blessing is that you're a part of that. It's not just for a few people that God sees what we're doing. And we really felt and we were challenged by Genesis 23 where Jacob sows in the time of a famine. And so now we've been able to, and we have decided, we gave money to different pastors in this Musenberg community. We just wanted to sow into their lives and bless them. At this time, maybe where things might not have been easy or whatever for them, we sowed money into their lives. We've been able to consistently help Morton and Lizzie up in Malawi, who kind of moved there in February time. We've been able to sow and continue sowing into their lives just to give them some sort of stability as they get things going. And he had his very first meeting on Friday gathered there were six or seven of them that gathered and they slowly started to gather people to them you're a part of the blessing that's going to take place in Malawi and also faithfulness of hearts in this community and sowing into stuff we've been able to give money to Antoine and Mati in the DRC and they have been so thoroughly thankful that we've been able to kind of just support them and help them being able to live. Because they they couldn't do church. The school couldn't operate that they're running. So they were all just, you know, uh, challenges. But we were able to sow into their lives. So see how the blessing flows on. And then also a new friend that I've met through the Company of Prophets with all our online stuff that we've been doing. A guy up in Lesotho, Henry. Um, And I just felt in one of our calls to sow into into the ministry's life and then to help people. So we've sowed money and we've been able to help and feed people in Lesotho, you know, with with what we've done. So I just want to commend you guys, you know, it's not just giving money, you are sowing into fertile soil, you know, and I think that's, and what it is, is producing fruit. And that's exactly what the, the passage I want to touch on here today is... As you know, we're going to be walking into this kingdom series and preaching about kingdom. And I think if there's a pertinent time to preach about that, it's now. Because we need to catch the revelation of what it means to live for the kingdom of God. And um, I mean, I'll let you know this, but actually yesterday I recorded the sermon and I, I gave it horns. So I gave it everything that I needed to give. And this is why I'm sitting in the man cave again. It's just time-wise today hasn't been able to work out to be back at the church. I had a great angle and I preached an outstanding message. And for some reason, the record button didn't work. And so I literally preached to myself And then all No one will ever hear that sermon again. It was done. Just me and the Lord were giving it horns there in the hall yesterday. So that's why I'm sitting in the man cave. This is essentially take two, but, uh, you know, we, yeah, it is what it is, but uh, we're going to, you know, be preaching about the kingdom and understanding about the kingdom. And I just think it's essential in our times that we understand what that means for us as the body of Christ. You know, Jesus came with a mission. He was on a, there was a mandate given to him on a purpose to establish a kingdom here on earth. And we're going to preach into all the realities of this being the now and the not yet kingdom. You know, we've heard those terms. It's an upside down kingdom. Doesn't make sense. We're going to speak into your spiritual crowns that you've been given, crowns of life, crowns of righteousness. You know, there's rewards that are due, you know, for the kingdom, speaking about the end times and understanding how all that plays out and our mindsets towards those things. So there's a lot to cover, but I think it's the, it's the thing we need to talk about, yeah, because When you read through the New Testament, you see Jesus didn't promote the church. He only had mentioned the word church twice. The ecclesia, which is the people, the gathering of of God and his people. But the kingdom was his essential message. He came with the gospel of the kingdom. So we don't preach the gospel of the church. We don't preach the gospel of salvation because it's far broader than that. It's the gospel of the kingdom. And I... And I just feel it's important to reflect on, you know, that we're looking in the media and what is ha- happening and taking place in our country right now. I mean, it, I know it's disheartening. It really is disheartening because you see things just going awry, the corruption, the, the 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 kind of abuse of power, the violence that takes place, all in the name of politics. But the the, the actual mess that's taking place in our nation—it's so frustrating. To kind of see and to kind of, you know, realize, well, God, how is this all going to change? You know, you know, just sitting and pondering on this, realizing, you know, we, we, you know, the the foundations of God's throne, it says, are righteousness and justice. So we've got this embeddedness in us that we live righteously and we see righteousness take place and be forefront in our nation, but also something like justice you know, that the Lord's throne is justice, that the wronged will be put right and will be reward or given back what was taken from them. That's the heart of our Father in justice. And I I think it's so subtle in how we respond with those embedded thinkings of justice and righteousness is that, you know, what we've tried to do is to try to tell the world they're getting it wrong morally, you know, because you're not being righteous. And that argument just falls very flat very quickly. And then The push for justice is also, it's embedded in us. But how we do that is so essential. Because if you are shouting your mouth off and, you know, saying how things should be and you're believing for justice. But you're actually not doing anything in yourself. You're just, you know, having opinions. That's also a big problem, you know, related to the kingdom. And if we do not have love and how we promote that and how we push that you know the point of things like the Sosa foundation and siakula it's delivering justice to people where the system the, the the society the things that have wronged many of us is has put people in really tough positions we are coming with a kingdom perspective and solution to help people to find restoration in their hearts to know the purpose of why they're living here on earth the kingdom it carries those things but if you don't have love Paul said very clearly in Corinthians, you are just a clanging cymbal. And we all know I love music and I played a lot of music. But hey, man, to clang a cymbal over and over and over again really gets irritating. Eventually, people will switch it off. And I think it's so essential how we go forward in these times now where there's a frustration in people. There's this annoyance. There's this kind of, you know, seeing that government really haven't maybe done their very best through all of this and all the corruption and all that's taking place. We have to take a step back and take an understanding from where we look through. Now, if I'm going to title things today, it's going to be, you are going to look through, we have to view the world and look through kingdom eyes. You have to view what's going on around us with a perspective of kingdom. See, then the Lord prayed in the Lord's prayer, may it be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's a context of bringing what's in heaven down to earth and he's chosen to work through us. The church, his people to establish, to take dominion of the land and establish these orders, these values, this culture of a way that he's established his kingdom. But the thing is, many people don't understand what it is to live for the kingdom of God. And we we serve the church and we bow down to the pastor and he's the number one in our lives. And all these um, realities of church has become a, a big thing in people's lives, but it's far beyond the church. And I've realized a lot of people have very small worldviews. Like their survival is just their little area where they're at. And the worldview is not even thinking the city. It's just thinking the area where they're at and how to survive and how to take the next day. And whatever context of life you are, our, our heavenly view needs to be a very big perspective. It's how you look at things in realizing that there are hundreds and millions of believers across this earth that are arising and believing that in due time God is going to do a move that the kingdom of this, of our Lord is arising with, with authority and with power in these days. And that's a great opportunity for us, the church, to be able to stand like that. And that's why I want to base and start today with the, in a very simple passage. We all know in Matthew 13, where it speaks about Jesus, speaks about the sower that sows the seeds onto different kind of grounds and what happens to those seeds and how they are you know, implanted. And as I said to you earlier, see the bay is fertile soil for you when you sow your finances into it because it's producing fruit. And I think that's the essential aspect of this year. That if you if you are the seeds of the kingdom. So let's just read that that, that um, Matthew 13 passage as a start, and then we'll break it down a little bit and understand where we're at. Now, I want to read the two sections because Jesus first reads the first section, and then he breaks it down into the middle piece and understands and speaks why he speaks in parables and tells these kind of stories in a way, and then and explains what the the, the parable it explained. So let's read from, from verse 1 in chapter 13, and it says, The same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered around him, so that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. As he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, and where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprung up. And since they had no depth of soil, but when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. And he who has ears, let him hear. And then the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak in parables? And he answered them, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance, but to the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And so what Jesus has done there is painted a very simple story for people in regards to sowing seeds for them to understand. Then he explains a little bit further about why he speaks in parables and, and relates it to passages, you know, previously in the Old Testament and why he would it said he would come and speak in these kind of contexts. And the, the, the reality with this passage is that the word, essentially what he's saying there, the word, the Bible, the truth, the, that has been put together is the seed of the kingdom. Now we understand from John 1 it says that the word became flesh, meaning Jesus came in the flesh. The word is Jesus. And the the word encapsulates into this book we call the Bible that was incredibly put together. You know the Lord orchestrated it, but it paints a picture of Jesus all the way through and there's a big story to be told on how it came to a point where Jesus came and established his his kingdom here on earth. And we we have to see, as I was saying, look from a a bigger perspective and how we look. We look at our little worlds and think, well, how am I going to make a difference for the kingdom? No, you're not on your own. The point and purpose of kingdom is just not about you doing your own thing. It's about being part of an army, part of a family, part of a, a group of people that stand together and advance the kingdom by setting an order into different parts of your spheres of society and make that happen. But the crunch about the Baseline about getting the revelation about the kingdom, and Jesus, in that verse uh, 10 of that chapter, and verse 11, speaks about to you and is be given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. You see, it's another word that says there's mysteries the mysteries of the secrets or the mysteries of the kingdom. So, what is a mystery? A mystery is something that is revealed to you by divine revelation. That you only know it because the Spirit of God has awakened that understanding and revealed to you what that truly means. So when you accepted Christ as your Savior, you immediately, it came alive. And everyone I know that I prayed for and got saved, you go, I just felt like it came alive inside of me. And the best explanation I ever heard from someone was said that they, they said it felt like I have swallowed the sun. They just came alive inside of them. You see, that was you coming alive by your Spirit and the revelation of I've been saved and I've been set free from all my sin and the bondage because Jesus has become real to you. That's revelation, but there's there's a required revelation on the kingdom of God. And and honestly, I think today many people, as I said, get the church, but we don't fully grasp what it is to live for the kingdom. And why I say that is because I see how people talk on Facebook, uh, the social media world, where and you see how believers are talking and their opinions and the voices that they have are actually all contrary to the kingdom. And I'm like, do you get it? Do you get what kingdom we live for? And we're fighting the systems and the world and all that around us. We, as the body of Christ, we need to model what it is in our spheres of influence, kingdom values and kingdom understanding. And we as a community can see that. What we've established in, into Freygeron through the, through the Sosa Foundation is a kingdom mandate. The government have looked and asked us for for how we do this it 's been an influence into those in that community, everybody knows about us there now it 's kingdom that 's taken advancement into that area, and we didn 't go shouting and do a, a big um, you know tent campaign and get try and get people saved. We went to serve people and bring solutions to the problems in the society that are just continually cycling where people never break through that. You see that 's just a we 'll talk about that more about the kingdom, but this revelation of the kingdom is essential in this passage today. It's quite scary where you realize three quarters of the time those seeds are sown into somebody's heart, that seed is taken away. Only one one quarter. There's four options there. One quarter gives the reality of that seed rooting uh, into fertile soil and it growing and bearing fruit. And I just think in this season of us leading up to the point where we're going to believe we're going to gather and meet together. But how things are going to unfold over the next 18 months, two years and years to come. These next years are crucial around the nations of the world and what God's going to be doing. And it's essential how we position ourselves and align ourselves to what God is doing in these times. If your heart is not in a position... To be able to hand these seeds, even through while I'm preaching to you now, seeds will land in your heart. And if your heart is not in a position to receive it, they will either get stolen and taken away, and you'll lose out of revelation. I must admit, for me, the the revelation of the kingdom of God has been an unfolding reality through my whole life. I grew up in a phase, you know, in the in, and was you know saved in the early '80s as a young boy, but it was all about the glorious church because God was restoring. The church in the last 50 years has been that restoration and in that this 50 year journey the last 25 years essentially has been this understanding of the revelation of the kingdom that has started to come about afresh again and we're starting to see manifestations of it starting to see how it plays out see God is restoring all things and he's and that's a slow progress that happens so we're in an era and a season where we we have to grasp this we have to know what it is to live. So when we deal with our friends and families and relationships, our finances, the way we employ, or the way we are at work, the, the context of our lives that is mixed into very different parts of society, we go with a kingdom mandate. And if um, you don't do that unless you catch a revelation of what the kingdom is giving you. And I'm really going to believe that you, you prepare your hearts over these next few weeks. And preparing your heart is, is not a seven-step formula and a pattern that I'm going to give you now, all you, all it is is talking to Jesus, engaging with the living word. And the power, of you see, of those seeds that are planted into your heart is that it's because it's a seed of the kingdom is the word of God. This There's only one book in the world that is alive, and that's the Bible. And I'm sure all of you have experience of reading something in the word and it just jumps out at you, it speaks to you because it's living it's the only living book, if you want to put it that way. And because it's it's Jesus, the King of kings, and who reigns now seated on the right hand of the Father. And if you take the time just to engage in the word, engage in speaking to him, the seeds that are planted in your heart will start and you will then prepare your heart for when you hear the word. And you know, Romans 8 speaks about faith comes by hearing the word. Things will start bearing fruit in your life. And I've seen, I've I've been a believer ah, sure, nearly, nearly 40 years. And I tell you what, through my life, the number of ups and downs that I've seen in people's worlds and the number of people I know that have turned their back on the church and even the Lord because of what's happened to them in life, it shows they didn't get this understanding of what it is to live for the kingdom and that deep-rooted understanding, the number of people that have drifted away. And then you read in Matthew 24, man we all, we are, we you know whether it's in times or what God's doing, there are certainly things that are taking place the lawlessness the, and it says there, in lawlessness the love of many will grow cold I've seen that happen over and over again. Don't be caught up in that how the enemy would lie to you, and it's when you engage with Jesus, who is the living word, you will only feel loved and embraced, and what he does is he prepares and he softens and softens your heart. And then then seeds are planted into your hearts. And because you've prepared your heart, just in a humility of coming to him, not to get something, just to be with him, to know that he's your savior, those seeds will bear much fruit. Now I want to read the next part of this passage and speak into this. And it says from verse 18 in Matthew, it says, Now here, then the parable of the sower, and Jesus explains this. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown into his heart. This is what was sown along the path, these first analogy, And for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of my word, of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. See, that's the explanation now that's been given regards to the the understanding of those seeds that are planted in our hearts, and like I said to you, three quarters of those are stolen and snatched away. And there's a there's a there's a result that happens when these seeds are planted into our hearts, you know. And and there's something that uh, of having a being a true believer of the living God is that, as I said, there's going to be fruit, but there's going to be a a response to these seeds that lay into our hearts and how they grow and our response of wanting to live for God and for His kingdom are are very foundational how we uh, approach society and how we approach every day of our lives. There's a hunger and a desire in each one of us to live holy for God. We don't have an ingrained, the flesh always fights that we would sin and turn away, but we don't purposefully, and Paul speaks about this, you know, if you purposefully want to sin, but there's a desire to live holy before God. And He's paid the price that allows us to know we are holy before Him but it's an attitude of the heart that you want to live for him. Our Christian character is so essential at how we live in a world today where there's so much kind of animosity and so much needing to be politically correct and so much offense taken from crazy little things that our Christian character stands firm in these times. The good works that we do, these are the things that we want to impart We want to live in this world that are, are, are part of the fruit that come from us serving and, and knowing the seeds that have been planted into our hearts. Speaking the good news, the gospel of the kingdom and sharing that with people and seeing people saved and added. Sharing what we have, we don't hold on to. And this is where, again, you guys have sown into fertile soil of the principles of the kingdom of, of, of paying, uh, uh, not paying, actually, you are, you, are, you are sowing and tithing, essentially, amounts that, are, that God gives you because of principles in the word. Not because you have to, but you do it knowing that blessing flows from those things. It's generosity with what we have. And then I worship to God and just in honor and adoration to Him. This is where it's been challenging because there's nothing like worshiping with a group of people. I've missed that. I experienced that the other day. We had a smaller gathering of people just to pray and worship together. And I was I was actually caught of God a little bit of how it struck me of like wow to worship God. These are foundational things that we for kingdom people live and have. And don't get caught up in all the other rigmarole that's going on around the world. And when your soul is is anchored in the things of god and and those foundations are laid upon you by the word of god you prepare your heart and you ready yourself and the soil essentially of your heart that when these seeds are planted you know there were seeds planted in my heart as a young boy growing up about the church and what the church is but as i listen to someone preach a seed was planted in my heart but I had a desire to want to live for God and then it would continually bear fruit in my life. And then I had an encounter with God and he just broke my heart for the church and the love for the church. It's not a duty that oh, I have to be a part of it. Now we think you're meeting together. It's been so easy, and you know, just to be able to do it in my own time. You see, that's the point of being part of the kingdom. It's not for ease and comfort. It's about being set apart. It's about standing up for what we believe for and looking like a peculiar people. That on a superb day, we could all be at the beach and that's your first choice. Instead of going to worship with the people of God, it shows you haven't caught kingdom. It's, there's, there are standards that we live by that the world don't understand. And again, John 3, where Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus, he says, you cannot see the kingdom unless you're born again. And we see this. We But the revelation of this understanding of the kingdom will needs to be unfolded in our lives and i know for all of us i know i've experienced this too where things have been sown into my heart in my life and there was just rocky path or a hard path and the devil came and snatched it and stole it away and it didn't bear any fruit Or, you know, it was rocky ground and uh, and it started kind of bearing fruit and there was much joy. And I was like, wow, this was great. And then, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe a month later, the sun comes out and it scorches it and takes it away. And you know what that sun represents? Persecution. And immediately you're standing and it's all great. And someone goes, oh, that's rubbish. That's what are you actually believing? And there's persecution for what you believe. And because it's not rooted, you like fall away. And it says there immediately it is stolen. They fall away. And that, or, the, or the, the seed is stolen and the roots come out. You know, we've all experienced that. We all know when people speak against and the things of the church, but the, the other key one here is also the ones that, where the thorns come and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches. You know, if the cares of the world are going to take us on right now, we've got a lot to worry about because there's a lot of chaos happening around this world right now, but we're not going to get caught up in all of that because the seeds of the kingdom that are planted in us have borne fruit in our hearts for us to know that, the kingdom of our living God is unshakable. The world system is shaking, but our God is unshakable in these things. And if those things are playing on us, and you see, you might listen to a hundred sermons, and I and I just say again, you know, a sermon is not is not going to change the world. It's going to be people. The sermon's not going to set Cape Town on fire, and we're all going to be living, and you know, and it's going to be on fire for God. It doesn't work like that. it's people that carry the flame of the fire of the living God inside of them and they go to different places and affect people and as a church gathers together the effects it has on its community and its city and its nation that's that's how it takes place you know and and we need to be so aware of how the positioning of our hearts and I know this lockdown man it's it's had it's taken its toll it's taken some people out it's uh, people are you know struggling in many different ways. And that's the reality of what we've done through. But it's been the mirror that's been held up to us. And you've, we're all not like we've seen in our hearts. But it shows that by the grace of God, you see, He has paid a price that we now can come before Him. And humbly submit ourselves before Him. And allow Him to plow and to just slowly work in our hearts to make us plowable and ready when these seeds are planted into us. And we can then bear much, much fruit for the kingdom. And I just think it's important from what Ilana was saying last week about being a trailblazer in a great message about blazing trails for the kingdom. That's essentially what we're about and what we do. But a trailblazer doesn't, and we, someone said this the other day, we were gathering together, small meeting and said, we don't go trailblazing on our own. It's not that you do your own thing, but if you if you've ever seen in Africa, it happens a lot, these paths that are kind of worn because they keep walking over the same path over and over again. We trailblaze together for the kingdom. And part of going forward now is that you're gonna to need to know who's in front of you and who's behind you. So that you're standing in this together and you've got connection points in a community like the Bay City Church. It's a connection point to your heart, knowing we're trailblazing together. You dangling off into the bush on your own to try and carve a path is to get going to get you nowhere. It's going to be very difficult. Yes, tributaries will come off and many things will be going together with people as if their ministry is going off, but it's never going to be just you blazing a trail on your own. It's always together with people. And this is part of what the revelation, again, of the church, but the revelation of the kingdom that we're in this together to see God do mighty works. And I, and I, and I just want to leave us with it's really, it is time for the people of God, the church to shine. It's our season and time. And yes, the, you know, we're not going to come back to church and it's just going you know, to happen. This is going to be an unfolding over the next 10 years. You watch how the church is going to arise with the, the realities of what God has laid into our hearts in this season. as We've been marked by what's taken, up, taken place now. We might not fully see it and understand it. There's been so much being said, but it always unfolds. I've experienced that in my life. When I have an encounter and I have things happen in my life, it doesn't change immediately. It's an outworking of this revelation, of this encounter, of the standing. And slowly but surely, it starts bearing fruit. But it unfolds in your life. That's what's going to happen over these next years. There's going to be an unfolding of this move of God. And and it's a time for us to stand out for in society for what we believe. It's That the, the test, um, I've been saying it for the last two years, that's where the fight is coming. All this race stuff. All this reality regards gender, all this politically correct statements and standpoints and stuff, and that culture that the world is trying to force onto us to believe, we don't fall into that culture. And there are going to be times we're going to have to stand for what we believe, and it's going to create offense. And that's the point. Do you want to compromise? Do you want to compromise for the things of God so that you just don't offend people? Jesus offended many people, but he didn't do it to hurt. He did it because he was standing on what he believed and what he came to establish. This is why you need to catch a revelation of the kingdom. Because we'll speak into this born more. You're an ambassador for the king. You're not in this world. or you're not of this world. You're in this. Sorry, you're not in this world. You're of this world. We just live here. We just, it's a season and a time on earth that God's given us to do stuff. But one day we're going to stand before him. And he's going to ask us, what if, What did you do for my kingdom on this earth? And we're going to speak more and more into this. And I really feel Matthew 25 is a key passage. As well, about the ten virgins, and only five of them had enough oil and trimmed their lamps. Have you got enough oil burning inside of your heart that when the God asks and He speaks and we move and we do more and more, we've got enough to be able to move with Him? Then rather the running out and the flame dying out in our hearts. Come on, the southeast is about to pick up. Summer's coming. And the southeast is picking up and we're going to speak to that wind that it's going to blow over the city of Cape Town. And it's going to fan into flame a passion and a desire to live for the living God in believers' hearts. That they come alive with the things of God. We don't compromise. We don't be apathetic. We don't just sit back and, oh, well, God's, you know, he's passed me. No, he's asking us to stand and advance the kingdom of God because he's given everything we need by the power of his spirit that is within us. So let's be trailblazers together. Let's carve a path out that is going to set a tone over our community and over our city and over this nation that is so desperately in need of righteous people to stand with integrity and to lead our country. But we have to believe that God is going to use us in these days. So as we as we kind of finish up on this passage here today, you know, position your heart. Don't allow the seeds of what God's laying on. Even by I've spoken here today, there'll be just these moments of like, yeah, I think i get it i get it where that seed lands is going to be very important because if there's no if it's if you're going to get caught up in all all other things and all the worries and all the problems of the world and the enemy just comes and steals it and all those it it takes time and i encourage you don't stop pressing in for this revelation and i'm going to pray over us now that this revelation is going to unfold over these next few months that we as a community we truly get what it is to live for the kingdom And that means being set apart. That means that uh, we don't look like the world. We really don't look like the world. Even on our Facebook posts. We don't fall into the traps of what happens and how the world talks and stuff. We stand up for truth, but it's for the kingdom of God. Carried by love. There's the power. We're an army of love. It's very, very powerful. So I just want to pray over you today. And I just want you also in your hearts to pray that the announcement of the president, we are going to see a release and an easing of restrictions that we can gather again together. September's a turning month. Let's believe for that day. Let's just pray. Father, I want to thank you for every heart that is engaged with this message here today. Even though this is a second take, Lord, I want to thank you that you are with us, you're for us in every single way. Father, I pray over every heart that just responds to this word today, that they hear the, the truth of your kingdom that you came to establish and the seeds that are planted by the word that is planted into their hearts. Father, I pray that they would take root. I pray, Lord Jesus, that as they are watered and as they're nurtured in the soil of our hearts, Lord, they would bear much fruit. I pray over every heart that over this next season, the revelation of, of the kingdom, the mysteries of the kingdom would become real to people in their hearts. I pray that by divine revelation, these mystery and this mystery of the kingdom would be unfolded to hearts, that we would truly get and understand what it is to live for the kingdom of our God. It's a mindset that we shift and see the world totally differently because we look with kingdom eyes to all the chaos that's going on around us, but we see you in all of it. Now I pray peace over every heart. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would just comfort where it's been difficult. I pray you would lead and you would guide us, provide for people in every single way, Father. But I trust right now that the seeds of the kingdom, your word, would bear fruit in many hearts. And we would see many come to you and understand as the the harvest is white in this season that we're walking into now. So we just ask that of you, Jesus, by your spirit, you would do that into every single heart. And we bless you and we honor you, our King Jesus. Amen. Amen. Have an amazing week and let's trust that we'll be together soon and this way of doing things, we'll be able to see each other face to face. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch up with you soon. Bye now.